Scripture reading this morning is from Galatians chapter 4, verses 4 through 7 from the New Revised Standard Version. When the fullness of time had come, God sent his Son, born of a woman, born under the law, in order to redeem those who were under the law, so they might receive adoption as children. And because you are children, God has sent the Spirit of his Son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a child. And if a child, then also an heir through God. This is the word of the Lord. Well, it seems to me like today is the last day of the year. And usually the last day of the year is a day to make inventory, right? It's a day to look back through the year and see the good things that happened to us, the bad things that happened to us, and the things that didn't happen to us. And, uh, and then uh, we start making resolutions for the new year, right? I'm going to get into a diet and lose weight. I'm going to move to a bigger house. Uh, well, you fill in the blanks. It's up to you to make your own resolutions. But um, that seems to be the gist of this uh, holiday, uh, which is a combination of end of the year and new year. And I like this scripture because this scripture talks about the fullness of time. The fullness of time. Um, it says... When the fullness of time had come, God sent his son. And it ties very well with Christmas because that's how God sent his son to be born as a baby in a manger. And we talked about all that last Sunday, right? So today what I want to talk about is the fullness of the time of 2023. Today is that day we uh, come to the fullness of this time. And we are organized this way. It's, there's nothing magical about it. There's nothing holy about it. Uh, we're just organized in years and weeks and months and days and hours. And that's conventional. That's a convention. But when we come to the end of the year, it seems like it's time to see that God did something when it comes to the fullness of time. The scripture talks about sending God's Son to us, sending us a Savior, sending us somebody that is at the center of history and that is at the center of our lives. The center of our lives. Although sometimes, as this last song says, we tend to drift away, sometimes we forget about that, sometimes we don't even know it. There are many people on this earth who don't even know that. But however we feel about it, this is God's Son. That's our conviction, that's our faith. So I want to invite you today, as you make inventory of 2023, to look at all those God interventions in your life this year. All those times when 
God saw it as the right time to come to you. When you were in trouble and praying and needed some assurance and needed some resolution of problems and needed some uh, help, good news and needed uh, anything you needed. Needed an adoption to be final. Needed custody to be resolved. Needed a wedding to happen. Whatever you needed in your life and God came through at the right time. And I want you today as you make inventory to be thankful. Because see this is most debating uh, in theological circles, um, does God intervene in our lives or, or is there a particular way in which God intervenes in our lives that he, does God erupt in our lives? Uh, what is prayer all about? Why do we pray? Do we pray just to feel better? Do we pray? Can we move the hand of God when we pray and ask God to do something? Do we have that power? To, to make God work in, in, in a certain way. I'm not going to get into all that debate, but I'm going to say this. God loves us so much that when we come to God with our prayers, when we are needs and we pray, things happen. Not because we have the power to make things happen, but because He knows, God knows that we believe in God and we believe in what he can do for us or she can do for us. So, prayer can move mountains as faith can move mountains because we have a responsive God, because we have a God who in love is willing to touch our lives at the right moment. And this is the key word, at the right moment, because sometimes we pray for years for something to happen and it doesn't happen because it's not the right time. That is for each of us to discern, for each of us to discover. But I like for us today to think about those interventions, God interventions during 2023 in our personal lives, in our community life, in our church life, in the world. Sometimes it seems like God is absent from the world when we read the news. But I want to bring to all of us the reassurance that God has not forgotten us, that this is still God's world. I have been in some uh, circles, Christian circles, where they say the world is the devil. And that there couldn't be something that is less true than that. This is, there is a, an old hymn that says, this is my father's world. This is my father, my parents' world. This is still God's world. Made by God, sustained by God, loved by God, and given all by God. When you go further in the scripture, it starts talking about adoption. And adoption in this passage is a metaphor 
for closeness to God, metaphor for closeness to God. Now we all have the, the ability to come close to God. Now through Jesus Christ, we can all come close to God, closer to God. We can all um, feel that we belong with God to a, a transcendent reality but it, it transcendent means that it goes beyond, it goes much farther than our own humanity. And we can be close to that. We don't need to be um, limited by our own human limitations. Those are true and those exist, they're not real. But they don't have to limit us in coming close to God. So, what we're talking about in this passage when we consider the day today is the end of a year and the beginning of a new year let us consider our closeness to God let us consider what are those things in our resolutions let's, let's make some room to include some things that can bring us closer to God um not statements of grand, grand statements of big, tall purpose that we will never fulfill, but the little things, the little things we can do to remember, to remember that God is there all the time, to remember that we are in God's love all the time, reminders, if you will, of that closeness. Um, start praying for you to not only know that God is there, but to feel that God is there. That's a nice prayer to have. I have prayed that many times in my life because I have a tendency to be brainy and, 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 and forget the, the feeling part of things. But, but it's nice to feel good. It's nice to feel that God is your friend and that you can come to God and pray to God without much uh, protocol, but rather like you talk to a friend, like you talk to some, somebody that knows you really well and you don't need to explain every circumstance in your life before you introduce yourself to your friend. Let us work on our closeness to God in 2020. 24. And, and the last thing the passage says, it talks about a transformation. Talks about a transformation. After the metaphor of adoption, telling us that we now are all children of God, it says that we have come from slavery to inheritance. From slavery to inheritance. That's quite a transformation. We are no longer slaves of shame, of fear, of judgment. We are free from that because we are children of God. And we are heirs. And I said inheritance first so you know what kind of heirs I'm talking about. With my accent, I was a little scared with that word. I want you to understand what word that is. It's A-G-I-R-S. We are heirs of God. God, 
and Helen Ernst. Heirs of everything that God has. Wow, I don't know about you, but I'm impressed. I'm impressed. I'd much rather be an heir of God than an heir of my parents. <laughs> no longer slaves. No longer slaves to the name calling and the, 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 the finger pointing and the the world not understanding who we are or why we are the way we are. But being free. Free to be the children of God. That's a huge transformation. Huge transformation. You see, when, when I came to, to know Christ, I was 18. Uh, I did, well, I had to preface with this. Uh, a lot of Christianity makes this passage about no longer in sin, slaves to sin, all about sin, right? And when I came to Christ at the age of 18, I didn't come from my own sin. I'm not saying I was perfect. I'm not saying any of, any of us are perfect. And I'm not saying that sin is not there in the world and in our, in our lives. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that I came to Christ out of the sin of others of my life. And I dare to say, as I look at our congregation today, that many of us have the same experience. Many of us had the same experience. No longer slaves to that sin. No longer slaves to what others are trying to do with us that we don't want. So when we say we are heirs, it's the same as saying we are free. We are free, my friends. So if you celebrate, any, any of you stay until midnight tonight, raise your hand. Anybody? Just a few of you. Okay, the others are chicken. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> when we celebrate either tonight at midnight or tomorrow morning when we wake up and we say Happy New Year and for the next week or month we keep saying Happy New Year to everybody we see and we start or end any email we write with Happy New Year. Let us celebrate our freedom. Let that celebration be the celebration of freedom, of being able who we are in Christ. Because who we are in Christ is precious. It's beautiful, it's unique, and it's God's doing in our lives. I'm a firm proponent of good endings. Ending well is important to me. Because I think that when you end, when you end a job, when you move on, when you end a relationship, when you end anything you end in your life, if you end well, if you end well, then you, you are stronger to start what is next. Let us end this year well, but seeking those things that, has, that God has in store for us. And may all of us have a very happy new year. Yes,